Hi everyone, my name is Yaro and you're listening to the Embodied Business Podcast. Good to have you, I'm happy to be back and I want to talk about dreaming micro-business culture today. So let me say a little bit more about what I mean by that. I've been thinking about how we define success and how we build culture around our businesses, both online and in the ways that we connect in person, but also in the way that we think inside of ourselves about our work and the language we use and the values that underpin the decisions that we're making. So I have written down kind of three major disagreements I have with capitalism and I've been yeah wanting to talk more about how I think it is a really kind of long-term process to untangle that for me in my own work. And then I've also written down six things that I am really excited about sharing and talking about at the moment when it comes to really shaping culture around our, you know, whether you want to call it small business or livelihood or micro business. Before I dive in, I want to remind you that Create and Launch is starting soon on July 11th. It's a four-week program based on a pre-recorded course that you can take in your own time it's always available but in the summer I run a live version of it so that's four live sessions each week where I take you through everything that the course covers to make sure that you have a little bit more group accountability and a chance to ask questions and the course really guides you through all the practical emotional strategic aspects of creating and then launching an online course that's either live or pre-recorded you can also start with just a one-off workshop if you like but yeah it's really hands-on I'm sharing behind the scene kind of sharing my screen with you on those pre-recorded videos giving you a ton of tools there's journaling prompts and it really yeah guides you through every step of the way and then you're with a group of people that are doing the same thing this summer I ran it last year, I really loved it. People created great courses and um, shifted their business um, model a little bit to include something new that is bringing them another stream of income and hopefully a little bit more security and freedom to do the work that they really love to do. I will link to that in the show notes to join us, apply for a scholarship. If you can't afford it, it would be really great to have you. All right, now about dreaming micro-business culture. So micro-business isn't actually necessarily a word that I would use often to describe what I'm doing, but I wanted to differentiate, at least in this episode, kind of what I'm thinking about from other small business culture. Um, I've been in a business um, mentoring program last year that was run by the Scottish government, and I really loved it. It was really great to meet other people, to talk to people from totally different industries and there were a ton of workshops that we attended together and really great discussions that we had and also I realized that um, there were kind of shared assumptions in the group of what success meant that didn't really apply to how I was looking at my work or how I was planning my next steps So there was a lot of talk, for example, about building a team and putting structures in place for growth um, and kind of scaling your business in a really particular kind of way. And I really didn't feel at all that there was anything wrong with these things or those aspirations. They just weren't for me personally. And I think actually what I'm about to share 
um, you know, really isn't the reflection on kind of the values of that group. Um, I'm more kind of using that as a springboard to think more broadly about what I'm experiencing and seeing or witnessing in the conversations that are being had about people starting businesses and what that means for their lives or what they're trying to do. So the three major disagreements with capitalism, I mean, there are so many, right? So, so many. But I'm just thinking specifically of, of naming kind of three things that I feel I want as little to do as possible um, and that I want to really entangle myself from and do the work of unlearning. The first idea is that growth is linear and necessary at all costs so damaging when I really kind of am in that headspace or I, I notice something comes up for me that is a, is a reflection of internalizing that idea. It's usually harmful to me or to other people in some way. The second one is success is defined by profit rather than regeneration and well-being. So I think that kind of doesn't need further explanation. The third one is leadership power and accum accumulation matter. So for me, I think when that shows up in myself and, and how I'm acting, that's coming from a place of scarcity and lack and fear and worry about there not being enough and feeling like I have to accumulate either resources or power or leadership in some way. I have to position myself as an expert. Otherwise, people are not going to want to work with me. And then I don't have a business and that's not safe because I need to make a living. So those kinds of spirals, right? And I can meet them with compassion. And I hope that if you feel that that is true for how you are showing up, sometimes you can also meet that with compassion. And so what we're trying to do here is really not to judge ourselves, just to become more reflective listeners, I guess, to our own intuition and to make space to think about where those ideas are coming from. So the next thing I want us to think about is kind of what assumptions we make when someone tells us, I'm starting this small business, or you come across an Instagram account. I came across uh, one the other day, um, and I looked at that person, and I was kind of confused as to what that person was selling. And I was so like, kind of, weirded out and slightly horrified but also amused about that thought you know about looking at someone's profile them having this really large following also a word that I don't like but just noticing that and then being like huh I wonder like is this a, is this a business like what's happening here and so yeah and like I said some of the assumptions that I noticed in that group program for example were um, the desire or you know the the plan to build a team eventually maybe to have a legacy business or brand and the idea with that is that you don't just have your own little livelihood but you build a brand that will exist beyond your lifetime um, because it has come to be something that stands kind of outside of yourself and again I think that can work for some ideas and it's not necessarily a bad thing at all it's just not what I'm talking about here or what I'm trying to do um, and then also infinite growth so really just assuming that people want to maximize their profit that that's important to them and that is strategically their priority in everything that they do okay so letting that sink in seeing how that lands for you and then I want to think a little bit about like 
what is important for us to ask ourselves as we're shaping and dreaming up a culture of regenerative, sustainable, kind livelihoods or micro-businesses. The first thing I think is really exciting and important is playfully exploring interdependence. So on one hand, many people, including myself, really work by ourselves. We don't necessarily have a team. Uh, maybe some of us are freelancers. Maybe some of us have um, you know, business partnerships that are long-term where they're working together with friends or with family um, or they have built a small team. But um, there's this sense of kind of being not necessarily like an island, you know, but but being fairly independent um, structurally in our relationships. And I am really excited about collaboration and I'm noticing also in myself that sometimes I feel hesitation around that. Or sometimes I need to take a moment to build trust to think about what that creative collaboration might actually look like. And I think that's a healing process and an unlearning from a time where I was employed by companies who did things really differently and maybe who didn't value you know, diversity of lived experiences and different voices and sharing power rather than having power over a group of people. And so I'm trying to allow myself this period of exploration and playfulness um, and yeah just just feeling into that you know what does it mean to collaborate with people in a non-hierarchical way and accepting that I don't have immediate answers to that because it's not something that I have experienced very often in my life sometimes I have and I loved it um, but how do I translate that into my work now that's very much an open question the second thing I'm excited about is cyclical growth, decline, death, and renewal of finances, creativity, relationships, and visions. So maybe these are just four examples, but really looking at every aspect of how my work evolves now in its eighth year, um, thinking about money, but also creativity and relationships and ideas that I have, and letting them go each through their own cycles. And sometimes those cycles reflect the landscape that I'm living in and sometimes they don't and sometimes there are these really big cycles and I feel like this has been a two-year winter um, or like a one-year summer um, and sometimes I move through them quite quickly and I think the more I am you know building self-trust the more I'm able to identify where I'm at and trust the process and just know that you know it is just all beautiful and it's all part of the process and things will come back and renew the third thing i'm excited about is making a living that is enough for a right-sized life so rather than aiming for endless growth and defining that as my measure of success financially i'm thinking about what is a right-sized life for me and how can i support that through my livelihood so for me it is a one bedroom flat in a small town on the east coast of scotland with a small garden where i can walk everywhere but technically i can't actually walk everywhere but i don't need a car is what i'm trying to say and again there's nothing wrong with cars i just you know it's not important to me um where i have access to good food and i feel like i'm inhabiting a space in the world that is kind of right-sized for who I am and what I need. I don't think that everyone has the same needs um, or needs to have the exact same share of our 
mutual or or shared resources because people have different needs and different family structures and different desires and that's beautiful but this is what feels right for me um and so i'm kind of reverse engineering that thinking about how much money do i need to make um to stay really grounded in that reality right now i'm really happy that i moved away from the bigger cities that i lived in and that made i think for me financially a lot of sense i've always wanted to own my home i've talked about that in previous um episodes because i think that insecure housing was a really difficult experience for me something that was really at the time kind of shaking a core part of myself and made it really hard for me to feel creative and secure and so that's something that i just really wanted to offer to myself and it's done so much for the way that i'm able to show up and work so i'm really grateful and i felt i feel that it was really worthwhile to to leave those cities behind and um choose a smaller town that's much less cool but so much more affordable but yeah like having a right sized life can mean so many different things and so i'm just inviting you to think about what that looks like for you and um uh, maybe your partner or your family or your partners um and maybe also talk to people about that i think that this is a really important conversation for everyone to have The next thing is building security through community, mutual aid, insurance, skills and adaptability. So I think the pandemic obviously has shown us, you know, like fuck. <laughs> We really have taken a lot for granted that isn't actually guaranteed in any way, right? And so to ease my own anxiety, I've been thinking so much about where does my resilience come from? What makes me feel safe? and a big big part of that is being part of a community where um there's a mutual giving and receiving and i feel that i'm valued and i have something to offer and it's also okay to ask for help sometimes and for me it's also been being part of like wider mutual aid networks both online and locally it's been about having insurance and maybe i'll <laughs> record a whole other episode on that but again i think for my particular kind of anxiety having a good insurance has been really important and i've been trying to work with insurance companies that are mutuals rather than for profit um i mean there's a wide range of how that can work and i won't go too deeply into that um but i know there's many people here in the uk as well who build their own mutuals where they're coming together as small business owners and you kind of form groups of say 20 or 30 people everyone pays into a pot and then there is a shared resource that people can access in times of need and i think the process of doing that together is really beautiful i think there's so much for us to learn in building that trust in ourselves and each other but also offering security and stability to each other in that way and then it's also been about skills um thinking about what skills i want to build upon what i already have what i want to learn and just generally being adaptable and i think um i mean of course that has to do with skills as well being adaptable but it's also a mindset and i think we are really doing ourselves a kindness by acknowledging how adaptable we've been through the past few years maybe we're not acknowledging that enough but it's actually really a big deal you know we have adapted in all these beautiful ways 
The fifth thing is embodying our values as part of our livelihood or micro business. And sometimes that can feel like a luxury. There's definitely been moments where I felt like I can't afford saying how I really feel right now. Or if I show myself fully, then no one's going to be into that. And I can't afford to lose clients right now. So those feelings are definitely also real. But I want to move towards really fully and always embodying my values in my work. And the last point is utilizing technology for positive change. There's so much happening. There's so many new social media platforms popping up, old ones dying, finally, us thinking more critically about how we use our phones and what that does for our mental health and for our relationships. But yeah, like I love podcasting, for example. And for me, that's a really important way to, um, to embody all these different things that I talked about today. Um, and so thinking about as part of, you know, the culture that we're making, how does, um, technology weave into that and how does that affect how we organize and hear about each other's lived experiences and identities and dreams and visions and all those different things. Um, so I think this episode has probably offered you more questions than answers. I hope it's been interesting to hear and sit with. If you want to hear more, look out for my newsletter. I'm offering a free virtual weekend retreat at the beginning of September. And then later in September, my livelihood community will also open again. It'd be nice to have you there. And in the meantime, you can join Create and Launch if you wish. Okay, thank you for listening. Bye.